Hello Cashflow Ninjas, MC Lobster here. Many listeners have taken action and received a personalized game plan of how to collapse time in their financial plan and become financially free in 10 years or less. If you're interested in a personalized game plan and a custom roadmap to achieve financial freedom in 10 years or less, you can register for a free webinar hosted every Thursday at cashflowtactics.com forward slash ninja. And now to Cashflow Ninja, episode 198 with Charles Carroll. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello Cashflow Ninjas, MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's episode, I will be joined by Chef Charles Carroll that recently co-authored a book with New York Times best-selling author John David Mann, The Recipe, A Story of Loss, Love, and the Ingredients of Greatness. The Recipe by Olympic gold medalist Chef Charles Carroll and New York Times best-selling author John David man is a tale of heartbreak and redemption, a meditation on great food and secrets of the kitchen and a life manual all wrapped together into one compelling, unputdownable story. George Foreman, former world heavyweight champion, calls it an instant classic. Robin Sharma, best-selling author of The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari and the leader who had no title, calls it a little story about big ideas, adding read it and be transformed by its simple, noble truths. I am super excited to be joined by the book's co-author, Chef Charles Carroll, executive chef of the River Oaks Country Club in Houston, Texas. Chef Carroll has unique perspectives on success, greatness, and what it takes to create amazing teams. He took his first Culinary Olympics gold medal, the first of many, at the age of 24, and has participated in eight different Olympics over three decades. As executive chef at one of the highest rated country clubs in the nation, he manages and mentors a team of 75 in six kitchens and three restaurants, putting out 80 to 100 banquet functions per week and maintains an incredible sense of family spirit and team morale in the process. He travels the country giving inspirational talks to young people on the ingredients of greatness and he's just returned from logging a quarter million miles in his two-year stint as president of the World Association of Chefs Societies. And in his spare time, he's written a book, A Culinary Parable, as he calls it, with the go-giver author John David Mann. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MC Lobster or by email at info at cashflowninja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at cashflowninja.com or texting cashflowninja to 44222. To ensure that you never miss one of our episodes, you can download our free interactive smartphone apps on the Apple and Google Play app stores. 
You can support the show by becoming a patron on Patreon for $10 a month. And when you do become a patron, you get access to our private Facebook page where previous guests connect with listeners and you get to access a community of people that are on the same journey as you are, where you can network, share information and ideas, and possibly find a partner for your next business and deal. When you do become a patron, I will also send you a Cashflow Ninja t-shirt. You can become a patron at Cashflow ninja.com forward slash support my friend dave zook says you can be conventional or you can be wealthy but you need to pick one at the real asset investor dave and his company create value for investors looking for higher yield returns from real estate ventures domestically and internationally to learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the real asset investor offers such as the syndication opportunity at mahogany bay village in belize or investment opportunities in the multifamily space in the U.S., visit CashflowNinja.com forward slash Real Asset Investor. Gelt Inc. is a multifamily syndicator which has acquired over 6,700 apartment units valued at over $1 billion through a private equity syndication model. Gelt provides its investors with significant cash-on-cash returns while maintaining and enhancing equity invested for the long term. You can reach out to Joss Satin at joss at geltinc.com to learn more. Have you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start and how to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit JoinOps Properties at joinopsproperties.com. If you want to create an income stream of 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRAs within 90 days in real estate without finding the property, fixing it up, finding a tenant, and all the other management headaches, you have to watch the private lending presentation at CashflowNinja.com forward slash private lending. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access your free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Charles, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm Sam. I'm uh, really excited to be here. Can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Uh, sure. I, I, uh, I grew up in a country inn, and uh, as, as uh, my mom and dad owned it, and, and anybody knows that any family business, you're working eight days a week. And um, uh, so I kind of grew up that way, stocking bars and, and shoveling sidewalks, and, and then started cooking at, uh, when I was in third grade uh, for, for, the, for the guests of the hotel. And and fast forward, I graduated Culinary Institute of America, and I was a chef at the Balsams Resort in Dixville, National Hampshire, and, um, uh, and then uh, Oak Hill Country Club in New York, and now down in Houston. Uh, we're a little soggy right now, uh, uh, MC. I think that uh, I hope uh, that we get a little break today uh, from the rain, but it's been pretty devastating. But um, River Oaks Country Club is is a beautiful, beautiful club, and I'm um, proud to be here. And Along the way, I had a lot of, a lot of blessed opportunities with the World Culinary Olympics and the World, World Association of Chef Society and a lot of other things like that. 
No, I, and appreciate your time with us. It is, a, it is quite a storm you guys have down there. So really appreciate you coming on the show and, and uh, still just sharing your journey and, and your knowledge with my listeners. Um, Charles, where did, so the interest uh, in food and cooking came from uh, growing up uh, with the country in and um, wanted to tie into that too. You'd mentioned the Olympics uh, what inspired you to try out for the Olympics and what impact uh, has the Olympics had in your life? Well, uh, I don't know if I'd be in Houston right now uh, if I wasn't in the World Culinary Olympics. Uh, my dad was a chef and, and uh, my brother was a chef. And, you know, growing up in that environment, you did everything. Uh, whatever mom and dad told you to do, you did it. And um, my dad also was a a high school um, uh, culinary arts instructor. So I took his class, and in that class, my senior, sophomore, and junior year, he showed an Olympic video. Uh, these chefs that were competing uh, in the World Culinary Olympics in Germany, and um, and you know, cooking away for a gold medal. And once I saw that, I said, "Wow, I want to do that." And uh, end up going to the culinary. Institute. So I entered some small uh, shows, and then. Um, and did well. We, you know, won some medals. And then I went to the Colonies of America in New York. And a lot of these people that I saw uh, in the movie uh, were uh, instructors at this school. And so I just chased them down in the hallway. I was biting on their ankles to do whatever I could to volunteer. And then uh, eventually get on a team. And what's awesome about the team, MC, is that you can relate it to just like the sports Olympics. I mean, you're, you are training uh, every week. So you work 60 hours or 70 hours for your real job. And then you work another 20 or 30 training and preparing and, and working on food. And it's a, and it's a heck of a discipline. And uh, so I've been blessed to be a part of eight different teams and to stand on top of a stage and, uh, you know, win a gold medal and represent your country is a pretty special feeling. And you've got everything at the Olympics from taking gold as, uh, as a competitor to coaching gold medal teams to judging. What really does it take to go all the way and reach that gold medal level? Mm, you know, uh, you, you got to want it. There's no faking it. You know, it's got to be in your heart. It's got to be in your blood veins because it's so exhausting and it's so overwhelming. Uh, you're working 40, 50 hours straight through the night, for, you know, so the food is the best it can be. Uh, when it's being judged and uh, you have to, uh, you have to want it in your heart and um, you can't just go there and, you know, and say, I just want to go get a gold medal. You, you have to train just like the sports Olympics and, and uh, work your can off. That'd be number one. Number two would be, you know, when you're trying to get on a team, you're usually working as an individual. And once you get on the team, you, you have to quickly learn the values of being on a team. Uh, and, and that's a really, I think that's when, that's what blossomed my, my career, uh, early on was being on a team and learning how to rely on all the strengths of everyone on that team. And, uh, that's why I say I wouldn't be where I am today, uh, without this discipline. And then once you're competing all over the world, you end up having friends from all over the world and the network is really strong. Um, uh, and then, you know, so I, I, you know, the next page for me, you know, after all those things, competitor judging and, uh, you know, uh, being a coach and uh, manager, the, the last page of that is, is, is judging. And that's, that's really kind of the, the, uh, the last cherry on the cake. It's really an honor 
because, you know, if I'm only one of two judges from America that's judging this world competition, it's a, it's a great, great honor. Def, definitely is. And, and you, right now you're running one of the busiest country clubs in the nation. How do, you keep, uh, how do you keep turning out that kind of volume and keep consistently uh, that high level of standard? And how do you maintain a good team around all at the same time? Well, you know, that, I think that's where the Olympics came in as well because uh, um, uh, learning how to build great teams. In fact, my first book, Leadership Lessons from a Chef, Finding Time to Be Great, that was my first book I wrote. And it's, in, it's in being used in over 40 schools around the United States. And it's about building teams and getting people to want to work for you. And I just love it. You know, I just love that, that uh, environment. We have six kitchens. We have three restaurants. We do 80 to 100 parties a week. So it is a busy operation. I have 75 team members on my staff alone. And so the, my biggest secret MC to anybody listening is just to hire the best people you can. Don't be afraid to hire somebody more talented than you are in any particular category. And, and so that'd be number one, um, find the best people you can and don't be afraid uh, of their talent. And two, uh, do whatever you, you can to make sure they have everything they need to be successful. Um, sometimes when you're sitting in your corner office somewhere in a, in a, in a big building, uh, uh, you forget about what the needs are of the people that are on the front line. So never lose, never lose that sight. Um, and, uh, so that's what I try to do. And, and, um, and another big secret, MC, would be uh, listen. You got to listen to your people um, and, and listen to the people that are in the trenches. Listen to what what their needs are, and um, and don't pretend that uh, you know I'm the executive chef and I, I have all the answers. We're going to do it my way because so many so many operations are run that way, and it's just it's just terrible. And that's not a team at all. So. One of my biggest secrets of success was be a great listener and, um, and, and allow your team members uh, to make decisions. And, and we all toss it around the table and then we come up with the best option and then we go with that one. And it's not always my, my, um, my idea. And how do you maintain the culture that you that you've established? I mean, it's definitely it's all about you've given the other keys to to success, but culture plays a big role in in sustaining this level of success. Oh, absolutely! You know, you know, I'm a big dreamer. I dream about a lot of you know things, and I and I got four or five projects I'm going on right now. I have right now, and um, you know, I often relate. Yeah, you know, I'm a big football fan. Um, Houston Texans here, and and. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of, of sport. And, and what, do you, what do you often hear when a new coach goes into a new job? You know, t- typically if he went into a new job that the, the team wasn't doing so well, maybe they were 2-14, and 14 and he has to go in. And what's the first thing he talks about? Changing the culture. Almost 100% of the time, changing the culture. We have to have a winning culture. And, um, and I'm a huge believer of environment. It's the same thing for us. And that's where Leadership Lessons from a Chef came in. Um, you know, that book was written on, on, on how to control the environment and put your people in the best uh, situation possible. Uh, many years ago, Google was number one uh, workplace in the country. And I was so intrigued by it. I went there to visit it. And uh, there was two things there that was, that was brilliant. You know, it, it was A, uh, what what their environment is like, and be taking care of their employees. That's it, and and, and it's it's that simple. Now, are we all going to 
what I say, Googleize our properties? Are we going to go back and, you know, we're not going to put a, a, a sauna in the middle of our, uh, of our kitchen <laughs> for our employees, uh, but we can do things. So what can you do to have the perfect environment uh, for, uh, for your people? And so, um, you know, culture and environment is pretty huge. No, absolutely. Uh, now, you've re- recently taken a team to Afghanistan to put on a show and cook a meal for 5,000 U.S. troops in your spare time, not that you're busy enough. <laughs> what made you do that, and how did you pull that off, Charles? Oh, geez. Uh, you know, I went twice. Uh, <clears throat> actually, I went to Afghanistan three different times, but on two, two different occasions, we put on um, several shows. The last time we did seven shows. We traveled with uh, 30,000 pounds of show gear. I took a a team of 20 celebrities. I hired another 11 or 12 people that were in Kuwait for the AV team. It was a Vegas-style show and stage uh, with huge screens, and and, uh, it was emotional. And it wasn't just U.S. troops, actually. It was from troops from uh, uh, NATO force over there, and we went to two different bases. Uh, Bagram was the first time. There was 35,000 troops on that base. And, and uh, Kandahar was the second one with 30,000 troops, every one of them carrying a live weapon 24-7, you know. And, uh, and we fed them. Yeah, a, a dear buddy of mine, Chef John Fultz from, from New Orleans, he has a manufacturing plan. And he, he manufactured the food we put on a slow boat and, um, and, and sent it over to Dubai. And, and then we had a military pick it up from there. And we fed uh, 3,000 the first one and 5,000 the second one. And, um, and entertain our troops. And uh, I officially uh, changed the way that anybody can donate <laughs> for the U.S. military ever, ever again. Because you're not, because I'm a civilian. And uh, the only way you're going go to go to Afghanistan and put on a show or feed the troops, uh, troops uh, is through the USO um, or the MWR, which is a military version of USO. And, and we didn't go on either. We went straight up the middle. And by the time it was too late, the general in charge is like, well, how is this happening? And uh, it's really an amazing story. Uh, 95% of it was financed by my club members, which is amazing. Um, And I got to tell you, MC, you know, everybody thanks me for doing that. Uh, And there's some awesome uh, footage on my website, uh, chefcharlescarroll.com, if you go watch the movies on there about it. Everybody thanks me, but, you know, I would do it again tomorrow. it's uh, to give away hugs and to, to, to touch the, the people that are protecting us. Um, it was just a life-changing uh, event. Truly, truly special. And now there's a, there's a, there's a new book. How did you come to work with John David Mann on this new book project? <laughs> well, I tease him. Uh, I read his, uh, The Go-Giver, and you know uh, Bob Berg as well, and I read that book. It was a gift, and I loved it so much. I gave it to my boss. We ended up giving it to all our managers. So one day, I'm, I'm fiddling around on Facebook at home, and, and John's uh, uh, Facebook comes up, and I ping him. And uh, what I tell everybody when he's in the room, I said, John begged me to, to join forces, <laughs> but it's actually the other way around. Um, I, I told him I loved his book and, and uh, we went offline and I said, Hey, I, you know, I got two books. Would you take a look at them and uh, give me your input on it? And, and I got a third one in mind. And, uh, and, and that, and that's where um, the, the current book that we're, we're sharing or actually we're co-authoring is called the recipe. And, um, and so I sent it to him Yeah, I had eight chapters on it and he said, Oh my God, I love it. 
you know, John, David Mann, you know, he, he's a foodie. <laughs> and I think the only reason why he said yes is because he knew he was going to eat well during the project. <laughs> but um, uh, it's a beautiful parable. You know, I'm a dreamer. I'm a chef. You know, uh, I have two books out and this is the third. But, you know, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm an author, but John's a pro. You know, he took the dream and he took the, the vision from black and white uh, to, to uh, you know, widescreen color and Wi-Fi and everything else you can think of. It, you know, it's high def. He, uh, he's the real pro and just turned the whole story into a, a – in fact, we want it to be – I wrote it originally because I wanted it to become a movie. And uh, we, I'm proud to say we actually have some movie interests. So the book is coming out in October, and it's just a beautiful parable. That's fantastic. Yeah, the recipe, a story of loss, love, and the ingredients of greatness. Uh, Charles, what are the ingredients of greatness? <laughs> well, you got to buy the book. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. No, but you know, what's, what's neat in the book is, is that, you know, I'll tell you a bit about it. You know, there's a boy that, that uh, loses his dad at a very young age. He gets mad at the world, mad at God, and gets himself in a bunch of trouble. And his dad's uh, buddy, um, sees this. Um, he's a retired military guy, and, and uh, so he pulls he pulls Owen in. Owen's the boy. He pulls him in, and uh, each chapter uh, is a life lesson. In each chapter, they cook something. I mean, you, I, you can already dream about how cool that would be because food has so much to do with life. You know, you have to have patience. You have to respect the vegetable. Someone had to put a seed in the ground and carefully harvest that carrot. And what it took to take that carrot to get, put it on your cutting board. You know, there's a lot of things that had to happen. Um, so food is such a great um, parallel to, to uh, life lessons and, 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 and the story just comes alive. And I think that touch uh, touches on something the chef says in the book too, where everything you cook reveals everything you are. Mm. How can that apply uh, to some of my listeners out there that aren't cooks? Well, I mean, it's kind of the same idea as what do you do when the lights are out or what do you do when no one's looking? What's your, what's your personal, you know, uh, how do you carry yourself? Um, are you the same person all the time, even when nobody's looking? You know, what are your own ethics like, your own, your own personal ethics? And, and uh, there's an old saying, my wife is a Norwegian and she was trained uh, by a, a famous Michelin chef and, and he always used to say that uh, an angry chef can't cook good food and because um, it's got to be passionate it's got to come from the heart and uh, so <clears throat> it's one of the things we try to teach in our kitchen is to slow down you know you got to respect you know the food you got to you got to smell the food that the tomato that came in today is going to be different than the tomato that came in yesterday so you have to even though you have a recipe you have to be able to adjust and um and, and, and move as you go. So that's, that's kind of that, that, that comparison. Yeah. And I, one of the other statements that the chef uh, makes that I really resonate with too, is to pay attention to the little things, mm -hmm. because when you do the big things tend to take care of themselves. Absolutely. And this is a great lesson and I will relate it to the Olympics. You know, you get some kids like that guy was uh, that was watching some Olympic movie and uh, and you see these beautiful masterpieces, these centerpieces that are made out of blown sugar and chocolate and carved out of out of butterfat, or all these amazing um, 
centerpiece structures and you get a young kid that's watching that um, for the first time. So I want to do that, but you're not willing to do all the things that can't, you know, that leads up to that amazing craft. Um, you have to learn the basics first. You have to even know how to temper chocolate before you can make a chocolate centerpiece. You know, you have to know the different kinds of chocolates you have to study. You have to do all those things. So you have to slow down and, and, uh, you can't. That's a that's that's a huge lesson too. Yeah, <clears throat> you know I, I speak a lot, um, and I love speaking to young people in schools, culinary schools, and um, you know I, I encourage the people. I, I've known a few chefs that their mission and their goal was uh, to be famous. You know they want to be a famous chef. They want to be on TV. They want to do this and that and the other. And in my opinion, it would be just throw that out the window. Um, my my advice would be to to work your butt off and do whatever it takes to be successful and learn all the basics and learn from the best people out there that do that, what you want to do. And if you take care of those little things, if you bust your can and learn everything inside and out and sideways, and if you, you strive for excellence, then those big pictures come your way. Um, there's a, there's a, a wonderful, um, uh, woman here in Houston. Her name is Joanne King Herring. And, uh, and she was in the, the movie, Charlie Wilson's war. And okay. I don't know if you see in that. It's a, yeah. it's a, yeah, it's a great movie. And, uh, I'm friends with Joanne and she told me something I'd never forget. She says, you know, Charles, when you're trying to succeed, you have to pound, 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 pound. You have to pound on those doors. You go to the next door and it's locked and you're so upset. You just want to give up. You just want to, you're upset. And you got to keep pounding until your knuckles are bloody. And then that door will open. And the same the next door, the next door. And finally, you'll get to a door. When you open it, you'll see that, oh, there's so many doors open that you can you can choose which one you want to go down. So it's a, it's, 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 I believe that as sure as I'm sitting here because I've been blessed with a lot of opportunities. But they come with a lot of hard work. You're listening to Charles Carroll on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. You're listening to Charles Carroll on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and now back to our interview. And you've mentioned excellence uh, and, and, and greatness. And one of the other statements that the chef makes in the book is excellence is not greatness. Greatness is excellence plus honor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty powerful statement, isn't it? Very, very powerful. And it ties into what you said earlier, too, where, you know, it's, it's the, the, the things that you do when other people are not looking, right? That, that's exactly right. Um, I mean, you could do something excellent today. You could do something pretty great tomorrow. But can you do it all the time? And, and the answer is probably no. But can you be great? Can you be excellent? Can you be extraordinary 95% of the time? That's when you find out who you really are. And, uh, and so that's, that, that's where that saying comes in. Um, and of course there's some military uh, in this book. Um, but, you know, greatness is excellence with honor. 
So that that's what you achieve when you can be consistent. That's when you can, you know, when um, when you're doing it all the time as a person. You know, who are you inside? So, you know, that's a that's a that's a big question to ask yourself. You know, I you know I know I can do this job, and I can get it done quicker if I take a couple shortcuts, or am I going to do it right? You know, so in life you'll have a lot of times that you can you can you have to answer that question. How are you going to answer it? So it's a, it's about integrity. Absolutely. Uh, now, in this book, too, Charles, uh, is, it, uh, is it in any way autobiographical? How much of it reflects some of your own experiences? Mm-hmm. Great question. You know, it's so it's not it's not a story about my life, um, but there's so many things in there that I know or have been a part of or seen. Um, it mentions the Culinary Olympics in there. It mentions the White House. I've had, I've been blessed. I've been up, have an opportunity to go to the White House a few times. Um, once because of um, Afghanistan, and the other was because uh, I, I was actually interviewing for the job there, and as a chef. And and um, and there's a lot of references in there like that. Uh, we grew up um, in Vermont, in St. Johnsbury, Vermont. My dad. That's where my dad was an instructor there. Um, uh, Owen's dad was a teacher at the local school. Um, they, my dad owned a, a dinette, and um, and it was called Mapletown Dinette. And in the story, the story takes place in Mapletown. Um, and so, and and there's a diner in the book. It's all about the diner. And of course, that was you know that was my dad's, and it was a brownstone. So everything, all the memories, all the visions, everything that you read in the book are things. Uh, what I remember of those days and then just turned it into the, the story that it is. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Charles, who did you write this book for and what do people, uh, what do you hope people will take away from reading the book? Well, MC that, you know, as you, I, I am enjoying my life right now. I love my life where, where I'm at. I'm, I'm super busy. Um, it's difficult to, um, balance sometimes with your with your family but i love the projects that are coming my way and, and i wrote the book you know it, i'm taking projects now that i i know that are going to have an impact on others that's that that you know it's not meant to be entertaining it's meant to touch you and i'm so proud to say that the launch team a lot of people who read the book say wow i can't believe uh how long this this book stays with you you know they continue to think about it and that's what we wanted. We wanted to touch their hearts. We wanted to, you know, if you can get a life lesson out of this book, you know, we, we were super happy. And uh, so I wrote a book that, that um, you know, uh, that, that could do those things. And, of course, John David Mann, you know, he's a seven-time national best-selling author. Like I said before, he just took that and ran with it and amplified it and uh, did an amazing job with it. So I wanted to help people. I want to touch their hearts. And I want to... I want to take them, you know, out of their own personal challenges they might be in at the moment and, and take them on an emotional roller coaster ride. And, and hopefully that we can get them thinking about their own personal life at the same time. Fascinating. Now, one habit I've observed from very wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. And you're so busy, but you continue to uh, invest in yourself and self-improvement as well. What are you currently studying right now and what uh, new skill sets are you currently learning? Well, um, you're going to laugh, MC, but uh, I'm working on 
my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! And uh, and uh, I'll, for all the listeners out there that that go on to that YouTube everything and you see all these videos, and it's amazing how easy it is. And uh, it's not easy at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they, but you know, it's pretty. You know, you download this one program and you speak into a microphone and you know, off we off we go. But uh, it's not that easy. And, and so, yeah, I have a a podcast uh, called The Recipe. Celebrity Secrets to a Successful Life. And again, it's a project that, as you know, and it's what you're doing now is you're, you're hoping to touch people and, and maybe give them a nugget or two each show that can help them along their journey. And and, um, and, and that's what I'm doing uh, with the recipe uh, uh, to, to share other people's successes. And, and um, so I'm really excited about that. And, and you know more than anybody uh it's well it's been it's been a challenging road for me because i'm trying to figure it out on my own and and um uh, the computers and the mixers and you know getting on and all those kind of things so so that's what i'm working hard on i have three or four other projects that uh they're getting really exciting you know obviously the launch of of our book uh the recipe in october is big we shot um 10 short films uh, a month ago and um and so anybody who pre-purchases the book, the recipe, they, they have access to the John and I actually cook in the kitchen together. And we cook some of the recipes that you see in the book or read it, read about in the book. And we cook those recipes together and then or I cook them and John eat them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and we tell you why they're in the story and what lesson was behind it. And um so that was kind of a neat and that's bonus material for anybody who purchases. So that was a pretty big project. And then of course we want the book to become a movie. So we did a, a, a short trailer uh, of the book uh, to inspire people to a, a buy the book, but also inspire those that are dreaming about it becoming a movie. Um, and then there's a couple other projects along. But but you're right. I'm, I'm that's why I love where I am right now in my life is that we're working on four or five projects and and uh, just seeing which ones are going to stick. Amazing, amazing. Now, core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? <laughs> yeah, that's a, I'm going to have to write those questions down so I can use them on my podcast. <laughs> those are great questions, MC. I would say that I often get asked all the time, how do you do it? How do you do so many things? How, how do you, how do you juggle, you know, life and family and job and, and the job alone? It's, it's enough to, you know, be a hundred percent of your time. And it would, you know, how do you achieve these big dreams, Afghanistan? How do, you, how do you achieve it? And, and I would say one of my biggest secrets, I, I believe in my core that the MC that we're all given uh, this thing inside us. We all have this thing. We have something inside us that that we we're we are meant to find. We have to find this what what it is inside. And this is this thing is what makes you jump out of bed in the morning. So I would encourage all your listeners find that thing. You know that dream that you want to that you want to accomplish. And, and a lot of people say that you know the job gets in the way of the dream or their or their or their, their other responsibilities. And I get it. I understand. Uh, but you got to get started. You got to find that thing that that will release you, and and it'll hopefully it'll it'll have an impact on others. 
uh, as well as yourself, like this book does and, and Afghanistan did for me. Um, so uh, A would be find that thing. And don't be afraid to jump and go after it and figure out a way you can go after it. One, one of the things I love about the podcast is I can try to get it done on my spare time. I can try to get it done on my day off. Uh, I can control that environment. And, uh, and the second thing would be, uh, you know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people who dream. There's a lot of people who dream. They sit in the rocking chair, they sit on the couch and they dream. You know, I wish I could be that person. I wish I could be that person. <clears throat> my, my, um, my biggest secret here would be, Get started. Get started. There's there's a great movie uh, from 2000. I just love this movie. It was called um, I think it was Finding Forrester. And um, I don't know why that that has stuck with me for so many years. Um, I'll think of the actor's name in a second. Um, but he's teaching this boy how to be a writer, and the boy's he's got writer's block, and he just starts yelling at him. Start punching the key. Start punching the keys. He's yelling at him. And that's so true to life for me that uh, I'll sit in my office and I'm trying to get started on the book or I'm starting trying to get, you know, I have to write 20 menus. And I, I need, I just got roadblock in my head. I just can't, I, I I'm frustrated. And, uh, and I, and I hear that voice, uh, Sean Connery, it was the actor. And uh, he says, start punching the keys, get started. Started. So I'll open up the menu, I'll open up the document, I'll put the name, I'll put the date, how many people are going to, the menu is for, what kind of environment is, do they want pass orders or whatever, but I started the document. And from there, okay, well, what about the first course? So so if, if the listeners could take one thing from me today, would be to get started with that dream. You know, jump, jump out of bed and get started. Once you get started, you'll you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish. I mean, what do I know about writing books? I'm a chef, you know, and I just got started. What do I know about Afghanistan? How, how is any civilian going to put on a show in Afghanistan? That's ridiculous. And I'm working on a TV show. What do I know about TV, television? Absolutely nothing. But I've had 80 meetings over the last 10 months. Um, and I'm, I'm learning a lot, you know, and, and one meeting after another meeting after another meeting. I've never had a bad meeting. Because every single one of those has been valuable. So I would say it would be that. And then the one last thought I'll leave you with, MC, <clears throat> is when you're overwhelmed and you're frustrated and you, you, the phone is ringing off the hook, the boss is after you, and the staff is after you, you get family responsibilities, you just don't know how to handle it. You can't breathe. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and think of this acronym, WIN, W-I-N. Think of this when you're overwhelmed. What's important now? What's important right now? Figure out that one thing, write it down on a piece of paper and put it first. Okay. What's important after that? Take that next thing and put it there. Start on those two things and then you can breathe. So what's important now? Take a deep breath and go from there. Extremely valuable. Thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> Charles, how can my audience uh, learn more about you? The, where can they uh, pre-order the books, uh, find more information about your podcast and all of these other projects that you're involved with? I appreciate it, MC. And thank you so much for having me on the show. It's, um, uh, I'm really honored to be with you. The, to order the book, um, you can go to uh, theingredientsofgreatness.com. That's theingredientsofgreatness.com. Um, and also my website, you can get information on chefcharlescarroll.com. 
and that's uh, Chef Charles Carroll, C-A-R-R-O-L-L dot com. And uh, there's a lot of information there. Um, we would love to people to buy the book. Obviously, I think it's, it'll it'll be have an impact on you. And of course, uh, if you pre-order, you, they can get the uh, the bonus video footage and some other things actually as well. So. Fantastic. That definitely sounds very exciting and uh, can't wait to see how this progresses and all the exciting projects that you, that you have right now. And it's, it's like you said, right? Once you get started, you have no idea what journey, <laughs> journey you're embarking on and what a boy, what an adventure. You know, that, that's the thing too. Don't get frustrated with it. You know, I can't tell you how many projects I started and it started at one and then uh, eight or 10 months later, it's at 11 over way over on the right-hand side. And, and don't be frustrated with that, it, that it, maybe your dream changed a little bit or it changed along the way. I mean, that, you got to enjoy the process and, and enjoy the ride. Ab- absolutely. Well, Charles, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. This has been a blast connecting. Yeah, thank you, sir. And uh, and one day I'll have you on my on my podcast with any luck. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Would love to. Thank you. Thank you, sir. This is MC Laubscher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Valhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining the capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy according to the infinite banking concept. If you're interested to learn more about privatized banking and the infinite banking concept, you can access an exclusive webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Thank you for joining my guest, Charles Carroll, and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. Just a reminder, if you're interested in collapsing time in your financial plan and become financially free in in the next 10 years or less... You can register for a free webinar hosted every Thursday that will show you exactly how to do that at cashflowtactics.com forward slash ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life, so if there's any way that I can provide more value for you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. If you're not a subscriber to the Cashflow Ninja Gashku newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text Cashflow Ninja to 44222. You can also support the show by becoming a patron on Patreon for $10 a month. And when you do become a patron, you get access to our private Facebook page and that awesome Cashflow Ninja t-shirt. You can become a patron at cashflowninja.com forward slash support. Geld Inc. is a multifamily owner which has acquired over 6,700 apartment units valued at over $1 billion through a private equity syndication model.
Banking on the renter revolution amongst millennials and baby boomers, all-time low home ownership rates, and a major shortage of well-located apartments at affordable price points, Gelt has provided its investors with consistent cash-on-cash returns while maintaining and enhancing equity invested for the long term. For more information on how to achieve sustainable yield for the long term, you can email Josh Satin at josh at geltinc.com. Smart investors know that the banks actually don't own most automatic teller machines. In fact, the opportunity for private investment provides stellar passive returns, figures in the double digits, with the added bonus that most of the income is tax-free. Who wants to walk blindly past an ATM and not cash in on that opportunity? ATM machine ownership brings you a steady stream of hands-off passive income. Dave Zook and the Real Asset Investor team have been providing opportunities for investors in this uptrending activity of ATM use. If you're an accredited investor and would like more information on how you can invest in this exclusive asset class that very few investors will ever have access to, sign up for your free webinar on how to create income streams from ATMs at cashflowninja.com forward slash real asset investor. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to become financially free. They have designed a system to take any beginner to an experienced deal-making investor in the least amount of time. They offer opportunities from basic education, coaching, bridge loan investing to turnkey investments in the cash-flowing market of St. Louis, Missouri. For more information, please visit joinopsproperties.com or call Jimmy and Bob at 314-799-2247. If you want to create an income stream of 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRA within 90 days in real estate without finding the property, fixing it up, finding a tenant, and all the other management headaches that comes along with it, you have to watch the private lending presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning in the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access your free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness. 